Thomas? Young Michael. Now, pal, you might want to leave the room for this story because I know this is going to hurt. I guess you better stay here and be a big boy, but uh, this this is going to hurt. <laughs> Oxford University just did a very extensive study with over 500,000 people. It's not like 20 people or 100 people. That's a half a million over many years. And they found out, oh, you're going to hate this, a glass of wine each night raises the risk of a stroke. And the equivalent of smoking five to 10 cigarettes a week for a man and 10 to 15 for a woman. What kind of wine would that be? Well, they didn't say. They just said a glass of wine. And they said that they found that one to two drinks a day raised the stroke risk in the next 10 years by 10 to 15%. Okay. The people who did this didn't want to put people off from drinking because smoking has a much bigger impact on their risk, but they did it because they wanted to stop the myth that modern drinking is potentially beneficial, especially for cardiovascular disease. You know what I'm saying, pal? Fake study. You know what really gripes me? (laughs) What is one day really good for you, the next day is really bad for you? That's exactly right. Wait a week, and the next study will come out debunking this one. That's right. That's right. So what do you believe? Well, I told my wife about this because she likes to have a glass of wine every night with dinner. And she said, I'm going to enjoy my life. The hell with this. I always knew I liked her. (laughs) You know, you get these five healthy warnings a week. They can reduce serious levels of stress. Have a drink. That's what I say. Yeah, I just don't get that. Because, see, here's the thing. It's a well-known fact that red wine thins the blood. All right? Right. if it works like a baby aspirin. Oh, I'm sorry. Baby aspirin are now bad for right. you. I know. I mean, come on. What are you supposed to do? Really, she might just be the arbiter of wisdom here. Just right. live your freaking life. And, and nobody drinks more wine than the French and the Italians. And every time we go over to one of those countries for our vacation each year, I never see any people dropping over for strokes. Never. What's the average lifespan of your typical French or Italian person. I know. It's above ours. It's way above ours. Yeah. And they have all the bad habits going. They smoke like fiends. They got to have lots of cheese with their wine. That's right. They eat pasta. Right. They eat pizza. Yep. All the things that we say are bad, they're doing and they're living longer. So what's up with that? Let me just say, if you stop drinking... You don't live longer. It just seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I, you might have a point. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, you, you do everything in moderation. You get plenty of sleep, get good exercise, and you eat the right foods. And I say, have that glass of wine. So, Salute! Keep drinking, my friend. Keep drinking. Tom and Mike! When you started in radio, you were very young. But then you went into records or promotion, right? Music promotion. Yeah, right. we, we don't say records anymore because it's known as music because, you know, those old farts back in the day, they had records. They had those cylinder discs that they used to crank <laughs> on the old Victrola. So you're in radio doing a good job. You're having a nice career. And then you, what made you leave that and go into uh, the, the business side of it? Remember that TV show, WKRP in Cincinnati? Yep. yep. Remember the theme song, Town to Town, Up and Down the yeah. Dial? That, that- Baby. If you ever wonder, wonder, whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. WKRP. Yeah. Town to town, up and down the dial. That's the biggest problem right there, especially if you're raising a family. 
So I got to the point a while back. It was the 90s, okay? Mm-hmm. We had three little children, and I was doing mornings in Cleveland, and I was also the program director of this radio station. And the owners of the station literally came in one day and fired everybody. The entire staff, all the DJs, all the sales folks, engineers, management people, everybody. So I show up at home with my box of stuff. And I told Karen, that's it. I am not moving again. Right. And I got into the music business, and that lasted for 14 years, believe it or not. No kidding. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. And then I started doing radio syndication, so I didn't have to keep moving around. Right. That's my story. What's yours? (laughs) Uh, I got a story for you. A Swedish couple has requested an official permission from the town ordinance committee to flash their bottoms at their next door neighbor. What does this have to do with uh, my radio career? (laughs) I thought we made a segue. Oh, I don't get it. (laughs) What was, (laughs) what does this have? Seriously, what does this have to do with my radio career? I thought there was a tie in there somewhere. Oh, when I was doing local radio, yes, we often did outrageous promotions. We did show our backsides occasionally to the public. It was all part of the promotional factor of local (laughs) radio. Another reason I don't do it anymore. It's kind of like being in the minor leagues, you know, minor league baseball. (laughs) You do all kinds of crazy things. Once I was at a minor league baseball game. This doesn't have anything to do with your sweetest story, (laughs) but this is how local radio was. Okay. I'm at a minor league baseball game, the radio station sponsoring the game. And Every time one of the hometown players, you know, finishes his at bat, he drops the bat at home plate. They have a dog dressed up as Batman and they play the Batman theme. Bat dog. You hear the jingle singers singing bat dog and the dog comes out, takes the bat back to the dugout. That's what local radio is like. And occasionally, you're asked to go out and do a public appearance and flash your backside. Right. Just like the Swedes. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you like that segue? I did. Well, so tell me about this crazy story. So anyway, it turns out that this couple believed that their neighbor across the way was spying on them with a camera. And so they went to the Swedish Data Protection Authority and asked if they could show their buttocks to this guy. <laughs> if they had gotten the permission, they didn't say if they got the permission, the couple should have wrote kiss it on each cheek and moon the guy. Kiss it. Kiss it. <laughs> we did the kiss promotion at a radio station I worked for that was called kiss. <laughs> kiss it. You know, you can put a lipstick on your behind. And That's right. It's still an ugly buttock. Did you ever in your long life ever moon somebody? Never. Really? Although when I was in the music business, I was taking a band around to radio and we were driving down a freeway one day. I had my family van, you know, the minivan that the mm-hmm. kids sit in, right? Mm-hmm. The little kids. So I had this rock band in the back of my minivan and we're driving down the freeway and one of them opened the side window and mooned somebody. Ugh. Yeah. In the sacred family minivan. And you know what I found in there? I'm not going to tell you the name of the band, but if I told you, you would know. Anyway, they were very famous. Wow. 
So at the end of the day, when I return them to the hotel, I go back home. I get a call from one of the band members who says, hey, man, I left my electric razor in the back of your van. Can you check and see if it's there? (laughs) And I went and looked, and there was this disgusting electric razor. You know, I'm a germaphobe, right? Right. And it had all these little hairs on it, right? Ugh. Oh, so, right out the window. Right out the window. Oh, listen. I got a pair of gloves and a plastic bag and totally disposed of that, right? <laughs> and I came back to the phone. I said, no, nah, man, I can't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> I only mooned once in my life. It was during high school age. And we we're I was on the basketball team, and we were playing our arch rival at their place. And it was a very hotly contested game, a lot of fouls. And I think the home team thought they were getting the fouls go against them. So as we won, we're in the team bus pulling out of the the school parking area. And there's a little crowd from their high school giving us the finger and yelling at us. So we told the uh, couple players to stand up because the coaches sit in the front of the bus. We didn't want the coaches to see us. So a couple guys would stand up to block their view. And me and a buddy put plus our cheeks to the to the uh, window to uh, moon the people as we were leaving their parking lot. Did that make you feel totally footloose and fancy free? You know, the best cartoon I ever saw about somebody mooning was a guy in his boss's office. The boss is sitting behind the big desk smoking a cigar, and the guy is bent over and he's showing a moon to his boss. And there in the other corner is the secretary, and she says, her caption is, Sorry to interrupt you. Your wife is on the phone. Something about a mistaken number on a winning lottery ticket. Okay. <laughs> the guy went in there to quit his job. I see. Which giving the guy the moon and the secretary saying, uh-uh, you got the wrong ticket. You didn't win. Yep. That's it, buddy. I got it. I got it. All right. Tom and Mike. We all like to think we're younger than we really are, don't we? I'm young Thomas. Yep. And I'm young Michael. Well, they do a Harvard study, did a couple studies to prove that a state of mind actually can make you younger. Here's one of the studies they did. They took housekeeping staff at a large hotel and were told people that the work they did was equivalent to the amount of exercise needed to be fit and healthy. They made no changes in their behavior. And after just one month, these people had lost weight, lower blood pressure, and their body percentage fat went down. All because... They thought they were working out every day, just doing their typical job. So it was something they thought about. They did another study. Ready for another one? Sure. They sent a group of men on a retreat where they spent a week reminiscing about the past. Another group spent a week in the environment. We're all surrounding sensory clues, such as decor, music, food, pointed to a time when the men were 20 years younger. But at the end of the study, the group showed marked improvement in health and eyesight, hearing, memory, Everything appetite. That's another one. So I don't know. The brain is a powerful instrument, isn't right. it? Not? I say forget all this. Accept your aging and start bitching about the weather. That's what you got to do, friend. That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> you know, this really works until you open your eyes and you look in the mirror. Then you go, oh, no, another wrinkle. You got to get some of that magic cream. Have you seen those ads on TV? Oh, they're, Yeah. You know, it makes the wrinkles disappear in five minutes. Right. I bought some of that stuff. Did you really? Yeah, it really works. But see, here's the thing. I don't really have that many wrinkles, and I'm not that old. I'm thinking about that Alice Cooper song. I'm 18, and I like it. Right. Remember that? Yep. Lines form on my face and my hands. 
I'm 18. <laughs> like it. 18 years old, and yeah. you got lines forming on your face and hands. Alice Cooper, he never did age well. Yeah, but he's still got a career going. He does. And what a nice man, and what an incredible golfer. You know, I know him personally. Vincent Bernier. That's his real name? Yes. He must be close to like 72 now, right? He's up there, much older than us. Here's the thing that, you know, I didn't say this, but it really makes a lot of sense. Never complain about getting older. It's a privilege denied to many. And that is so true. Think of all the great people that died young. So you can't complain about that kind of stuff because it happens to everybody. The guy that totally blows my mind still looks fantastic. Of course, I know he's had a lot of work. You know who I'm thinking about? Male? Yes. And he's old. I mean, oh. he's really old. William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah, they, he is an amazing looking guy. For He must be 84 or something. No, no. He's pushing 90. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, it is. Because he looks like he could be 60 for sure. Oh, yeah. You know? That's the way I'm going to be, pal. You know, the best ad I ever saw for aging was in a magazine. I think it was an ad for Fidelity, you know, the investment company. Yep. And it has this guy, his head is totally shaved. He's got an earring. He's got sunglasses on. And the ad says, 100, the new 65. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, it is. I hope to see that one. Tom and Mike. You know Charmin, the toilet tissue people? Right. They've just introduced a forever roll. The toilet paper for the last for up to over a month. And it's when you unravel it, it could stretch to the height of the Washington Monument. 850 sheets. Wow. How does that work? It comes with its own special metal cylinder and a little stand to put it on. But I'm telling you, man, no single guy is ever going to get any action if a woman sees that in his bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the ultimate in cheap. The forever toilet paper. Well, not only cheap, just thinking, my God, how many times does this guy go to the bathroom? He's a single guy, right? (laughs) Have we reached a new peak in laziness when you can't even change a roll of toilet paper? Man. I don't know how that benefits Charmin. That's what they call it in old Mexico. Darmin. (laughs) This is so sad. It's only going to encourage people to eat more food. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, you want to cut back on the old uh, toilet paper roll? Get yourself a bidet. Buddy, <laughs> they, they are good. They are, uh, you know, they they're all through Europe. Whenever we go, to visit. oh, it's a wonderful thing. It is. I you know love what it. I call, you know what I call it? What the old butt spritzer? <laughs> 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 and what does toilet paper even need to advertise on television or radio? Who wasn't buying this stuff? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and one of the most famous slug lines in the history of marketing and advertising: "Don't squeeze the Charmin, baby." Well, it wasn't. Followed by baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So toilet paper. You, if you're looking to save some money and get a big roll, it's called the forever roll. Yeah. And if you're looking to have a roll in the hay. Or I was thinking more like a laugh roll. You know, oh yeah. you're oh yeah. rolling in laughter. Get it? Yep. You should go to our daily podcast. Why don't you give them the address, Michael? What's this world coming to dot com. Tom and Mike. Komodo dragon is? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I just officially hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what a Komodo dragon is, right? I do. And they're pretty big, aren't they? They are. They're humongous, yeah. which, by the way, used to be my radio name back in the day. <laughs> well, listen to this. Komodo Island in Indonesia will be closed to tourists starting in 2021 because people are stealing its famous 
dragons. Well, I'm not going to be going there on vacation. Is that the worst pet ever? The worst. (laughs) Authorities recently arrested a Russian tourist who attempted to smuggle a drugged orangutan in a suitcase to keep it as a pet. Yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. These Komodo dragons are eight feet long and uh, as way as much of an adult. So wouldn't that tail be sticking out of your tote bag? And if you swallowed it, (laughs) you'd have your own official Komodo tail, Jason Alexander style. And why would they announce when they're going to do it? Because all this does is give poachers a little time to find employment elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It seems like these creatures are a hot commodity. A hot commodity? (laughs) See what I did there? I see what you did there. You're so proud of yourself. You're so clever, Mikey. These things sell for us up to $20,000 on the black market. What about the green Komodo market? I don't know. But people are funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. So if you're thinking about going to Indonesia, no more for the next year, you better go because you can't get to Komodo Island. because You know what I say? What's that? You don't know what you don't know. Yes, you do. Here's how you can find out what you don't know. What's that? What's this world coming to dot com. Tom and Mike. Now, the UN is now supporting a design for new floating cities that can withstand Cat 5 hurricanes, all due to climate change, where a lot of low-level places are going to be underwater in a few years. So the UN's getting behind this design. The cities would eventually be a collection of hexagonal platforms. Each platform would have 300 residents on each one, up to 10,000 in each little community. What do you think about that? Okay, are these out in a bay and an ocean? Yeah, and anywhere there's water, you know? Yeah, so what happens when there's a tsunami? That's <laughs> what happens yeah. if there's a big wave? I don't know. The you platforms know? would be blustered by bio-rock, a material created by exposing underwater minerals to an electric current. It's a form of type of limestone, three times harder than concrete, but can still make it to be floating. This sounds like colonizing Mars to me. It just sounds like a really bad idea. Sounds like Waterworld, and that movie sucked, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They paid each other off in cigarettes. Right. And what if you didn't smoke? Right. By the way, that was the worst movie ever. I know. In the history of movies. No. Starring Kevin Costner. Right. And he doesn't make too many bad movies, right? No. But they're going to collect their own rainwater. They're going to have saltwater desalinization plants. All food will be grown on floating islands, and they're going to take rid of their waste through these tubes that are going to be shipped off to other places. You know what I think? I think Jeff Propes can be the mayor of one of these places, and every week another citizens get voted out. You are totally on that. <laughs> what if you are prone to motion sickness? They're going to be hunkered down pretty hard with this concrete. Yeah, but it's still going to be floating. Right. I don't know. We're a strange new world. I don't know. I'm reminded of my favorite song. I'm becoming like Ari Melber on MSNBC. You know, everything reminds me of a song. You know what song I'm thinking about now? R.E.M.? No. It was by a band called The Floaters. <laughs> it was called Float On. I've never heard of that band. you got to turn on that Google machine, man. Come on, you've heard this song. Every time it came on the radio, unfortunately, you hit the button. But it was like this. Leo, and my name is Larry. The whole premise is it goes through the whole zodiac of potential lovers that this girl is going to have. And they're each introducing themselves to her in this song. Leo, and my name is Larry. All right, I got to do this. And I like a girl who likes a man who's sensitive and kind and loving. Now, come on. 
Float on by the floaters. Were they one-hit wonders? They were. Okay. And it's one of the all-time great one-hit wonders. Admittedly, it's a cheesy song, but go and listen to it. I think not only will you be entertained, but you'll get a good laugh at it. Float on the floaters. All right. I wrote that down. As soon as I've done this show, I will look that Maybe up. I should play it. No, maybe not. Tom and Mike.